0: Hello, everyone. I hope you're enjoying this beautiful Saturday morning and happy Thanksgiving weekend. I know we're not getting together with family as much as we hoped we could, but you know, we can still enjoy this this last of the beautiful weather and sunny weekend. And I got to admit, the fall colors are quite beautiful this season. So hopefully you're enjoying. And my name is Michael Mullis, president of a company called Mortgage Teacher. And well, that's exactly what we do on the show. We teach you interesting ways to save you interest teach you what's been trending in the industry and more importantly you know teach you what's kind of changing here in the city of London and, and how we're doing here in London and surrounding areas. So of course with Thanksgiving I want to start by saying thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone. Uh, I was just recently told that you know I had a call come in saying I'd like to help you out. I, I'd like to, for <laughs> sorry, I would like Mortgage Teacher to help me out and i just read the reviews and that's why i called you so i went through and read the reviews and and once again thank you thank you thank you for uh, if i have helped you or if mortgage teachers helped you set up a mortgage here in london thank you very much because you guys have gone out of your way to you know express what our services are it's not just getting you a mortgage i mean i always joke around about that there's over 300 mortgage advisors that are all licking their lips trying to get you a mortgage. It's a race. And you can afford this much, and here's your rate. Right, here you go. No, no, no. You got to take a different approach, folks, and this is what you're going to read about with Mortgage Teacher. We're not here to get you a mortgage. We're here to help you get rid of it. And I'll give you some examples, okay? Because a lot of people have been sitting down with us uh, to get pre-approved. Now, that's not the only market. <clears throat> a lot of people, even this week, we're on the Devin Peacock show. Thank you very much, Devin, for having us as a guest. But we were talking about on there, the real estate market and how busy the real estate market is. And that's when we get calls, you know, from other advisors, you know, how's the market? It seems so busy. But folks, we're not just the real estate market. Here's what you have to think. If we go back five years, yeah, to the other spoiled brats, Rates went down in 2015, 2016. We saw rates go all the way down to like 23 2.4%. So, you know, up to 2.6, down to 2.4. All throughout about a 24-month period until Mr. Trump came on board. So all of a sudden we saw a huge spike go up in November of 2016, and that's when he was last elected. So the funny thing is, in between January 2015 and November 2016, If you got a mortgage, it was probably under 2.5% for a five-year fixed, and now you are up for renewal. Well, that's what caused all this busyness because I feel that 75% of the country is up for renewal in about a 24-month period. So our office has got a ton of people that are up for renewal. If you look around when COVID came, I myself, you know, I put an extended patio on, I kind of tidied up my garage, so a lot of us were stuck at home, so maybe we started spending money at home. I know uh, our friends out at Lynn Lumber there in Dorchester, they were telling me how they're sold out for lumber. Um, So many, you know, you go look at recreation vehicles, uh, you know, four-wheelers, they're sold out. I was told that, uh, I was talking to a guy last week that he said he bought a boat 10 years ago put it up for sale this year and sold it for the same price that he bought it for 10 years ago. So this tells me that, you know, we're not stressed. A lot of markets are coming out. CERB did its job. In fact, some people are saying that, you know, the CERB is even supplying them a little bit more money than they, than they would have been taking home. So, you know, we definitely got a good relief program. The deferred payments are kind of winding out and we've had a lot of housing market, um, you know, kind of, housing market stats be given out lately that, you know, with students being still and, you know, Airbnb slowing down and immigration, uh, you know, slowing down, but the market's still hot and those things aren't even turned on. So, you know, good to know that we got a good stable housing market and, you know, that's in Toronto. It's still doing well. I was in Kitchener and houses there are moving very well. I was in, we were involved with one that it was listed for about 500 thousand and kitchener a small old home and yep it went for close to 600 so that's kind of similar down here i find that it kind of trickles down the highway so if toronto starts to slow down the market then you're going to hear the year after kitchener is going to slow down and then eventually you might hear london slow down the point i'm getting at folks all these economists are saying that we're going to see low rates for at least four more years That means we're going to see likely a strong, stable, at least, housing market for the next three or four years. And I would say down in London, it's safe to say that we're going to be safe for five or six years because, really, the affordability is still down the 401 here. That's why we blew up here in London area last year so bad. The five-year fixed rates were up at about, you know, 3.8, 3.9. If you did get a mortgage at the end of 2018... You're probably not that happy. You're probably upset that you may have locked into a rate of 3.6, 3.7, 3.8, 3.9. And then a lot of people are thinking, well, if you weren't that happy with the rate at the time, why didn't you take a variable? Well, folks, for a little bit there, for 2018 and 2019, it was a weird time. Fixed rates were lower than variable. When do you ever hear that? Variable rates are typically always lower than fixed. But in this case, no, for two year period, you could get a variable at 3.9 or you could lock in at 2.99. That's what was going on throughout 2019. So now that all the rates have come down, there might be a couple people that, you know, are out there listening saying, "Ah, I don't know, I kind of locked in at the wrong time and it could be worth doing the numbers with these lower rates. But they are here for a little while. I know I've had a lot of clients calling in that, you know, their mortgage is due next you know, March, next April, next June. Don't worry. The low rates are still going to be around. So don't go paying, you know, $8,000 in your penalty just to break the mortgage four months early. Do not give away any money that way. We've had a couple of people call in that were about to go into their bank and, you know, Break the penalty. Take a cash back at a lower rate, folks. Take it easy. Let's do the numbers. Save all the money you can. Do not let $8,000 go out the door. Do not let a a penalty be paid. Do not take a cash back because a cash back actually means that you're not getting the very lowest rate that you possibly could. You're taking a cash back instead so you want to be careful with that so overall markets are strong um with all the meetings i've had the last couple weeks i just thought i would kind of relay this information you know it's thanksgiving we've been through quite the summer uh it's a little stressful not being able to be with family this weekend and you know this second wave coming through so we got some tough times so i thought i would uh, not tough times we've gone through some tough times i just want to say you know good job that's what i'm thankful for we as a city and our economics, we, we've made it. We, we've gone through it. There's some some good numbers out there. So, you know, we did pretty good, London. Good job. Now, as far as overall, what has changed, and, and I know who, who my clients are out there and who the listeners are. It's We are in a very, very, very good position, but we got to look at things differently. We can't be looking at things like we always used to. And what I mean by that is how we traditionally look at a mortgage or how we look at our finances. Mm. That is good coffee. Sorry. I had to take a break, talking too much. So, to quickly explain what I mean, is let's think traditionally, the way our grandparents taught us. Okay. So I know I was raised with, you know, paying off the debt as quick as I can. Pay off your mortgage. Get that mortgage paid off as quick as you can. I agree, but you know, now there's different examples. And I just want you to kind of think outside the box on how not only how banking has changed, which I've talked about in the show before and I'll talk about again. Uh, but you know how we think about our finances, money in and money out. Okay. So I'm going to ask you this question. We'll go to a news break, but I'll ask you this question. Okay. I've asked a question to over 300 people in a row. Are you ready? I want to see if you can get it right. I have asked this question to 300 people in a row and all 300 got it wrong. Can you believe that? Do you think you know the answer? I'm going to give you a skill testing question right after this news break and i want you to email me facebook me instagram us i want you to message if you think you know the answer okay again i'm michael mullis from mortgage teacher and please look us up on social on instagram we're at mortgage teacher ldn of course you can find us on facebook at mortgage teacher and eh, creep me i don't mind michael mullis look me up through linkedin and you know see how we impact the community But hold on, I'm going to give you a skill testing question once we get back. Hold on tight. Hello everyone, welcome back. In case you're just tuning in, my name is Michael Mollis, President of Mortgage Teacher. And if you're still tuning in, thank you very much for not tuning that dial. I know my shows are so extremely exciting, so high energy. (laughs) No, but again, it's Thanksgiving, so I do thank you very much for still tuning in. Um, Now before the program, I I said I'm going to ask a question, and this is Honest to Gosh's Truth, I've asked it to over 300 people in a row, and not a single person has gotten it right. And it's kind of shocking. So I, it started to make me you know, think about numbers differently, like we typically do here at Morris Teacher. So I asked this to a lot of people, and now soon the answer is going to start getting correct because everyone's going to know it, and I'm going to get caught. But anyway, let me try this. Okay, so if you know the answer, please email us. But here's what I look at. I look at people's finances all day long, okay? So and I say, you know, what's your biggest expense? Because people come in and say, oh, you know, I want a lowest rate because, you know, I'm paying off this, I'm paying off that, and I just don't see my debt coming down quick enough. Uh, you know, uh, I got a renovation loan, we finished the basement and that 40000 is just lingering over my head. You know, we finally got it down to 35000 but oh my gosh. You know, these are the calls that we get coming in. It's not that people can't afford their payments, it seems that more people are just not happy with the results. Well, this is the discovery head. had. So I started asking, you know, I see all your expenses here, what's your biggest expense in your life? What is it? And, you know, oh, my gosh, daycare, that stuff's so expensive. Or, oh, my gosh, my mortgage is so expensive. Or our vehicle payments are so expensive. Or our kids' sports, well, not this year, but, you know, our kids' sports are so expensive. You know, imagine the answers. What would you say? What do you think is your biggest expense in your life? Please don't say your wife, it's Thanksgiving, don't say your husband. <laughs> but this is, this is the questions we ask, and guess what? Everyone says those answers I just said. You're probably saying the same thing. My car, yeah, my house, my, my mortgage, right? It's taxes, folks, and everyone's like, oh, well, come on, that's a given. We all paid, exactly. But here's the trick, and here's what we need to realize, Okay. A lot of people have been sitting down with me, maybe through March, April, May, June, getting pre-approved. How much can I afford? What's my payment and they're li- you know, What's the lowest rate? What's the lowest rate? What's my payment? Like everyone is so eager to get the lowest rate and the lowest payment. But the problem with that is, is now we are setting the bar low. If you do get a rate at 1.99, good for you. But how are you going to use it? See, I've been doing this for 20 years in the city, folks. And when I run into people, I'm a social guy, you know, the nights games, out and about, hockey arenas or say I'm running into a client walking down Grand Bend and they say, "Hey, Michael." You know, I always wonder, what kind of person do you want to be? How were you raised by your parents? And here's what I mean. Are you am I going to meet you in 10 years and we're going to look back and say, oh, Michael, remember when interest rates were like two oh, percent? Those were fun times, I tell ya. My payment was only like twelve hundred bucks. I was living life. I had so much extra money to go out all the time. Is that who you want to be? Do you want to talk about past tense like that? Oh, but you know, now my payment's twenty two hundred a month, and oh, we can hardly afford the house. I hope you don't want to be that person because here's what I want to hear. Hey, Michael, remember back when rates were 2%? Wow, we really took advantage and paid off our debt while rates were low. And that's exactly what I want people to do. I just sat with clients last night. We did their paperwork, or sorry, through video screen, of course, but we did their paperwork. And when we sat down, they told me, we can afford $2,000 a month, no problem, so when they did their pre-approval, they were willing to pay up to $2,000 a month. So I could have coughed out an interest rate at the time, and it would have given them payment of $1,918. They would said, oh, thank you so much. That's under $2,000. This is great. Well, lo and behold, folks, because rates have come down over the summer, when they closed their house, their payment came out to only $1,600 a month. So now here's my question. Do you want to be Canadian number one or Canadian number two? You want to pay your debt down that $400 extra. What are you going to do with it? Cause it's not extra just because of some graph drop down. Now you have extra money. So called that should be going into a different bank account that here at mortgage teacher, we call the incubator account, put it somewhere to warm up. Okay. And yes, I had a client name that for me. Thank you very much. And of course we, we take that money in there. You accumulate it. We've just went through, we're going through a pandemic folks. So I've been doing this with people for, you know, 10 years that they're saving up. I had a client last week. They're putting 550 bi-weekly into a different bank account because that was money that was going out on in interest. But here's what we're seeing in the office now, folks. People are coming to the office and they're, you know, they're not paying off six grand a year in principle. And I challenge you, what do you pay off per year in principle? I ask people all the time. And the whole point of this, folks, is maybe we have to think differently than our grandparents taught us. <clears throat> and here's what I mean. We were taught way back in the day, pay down, pay down, pay down your debt. I agree. and I'm not disagreeing, but maybe move the money somewhere else. And here's what I mean. Interest rates are 2%. Our grandparents were dealing with 8% and 18% to pay off the debt. So race your money down to the debt isn't necessarily the same numbers as it was when that logic was given to us. Okay, now here's another thought. (laughs) Our grandparents did not have income tax like they do now. They did not have HST like they do now. They do not have HST on top of carbon tax. That's right, folks. Here in Canada, we are the highest taxed person in the world. Now that the carbon tax or HST was put on the carbon tax. So maybe we need to think of tax advantages and smarts with our accounting. That could be bigger savings than even paying off interest. Can you believe it? This is just what has changed. Think of the numbers. I know when I was told to pay off my mortgage back 20 years ago, that's because we were fighting with 8% rates. So it was worth it to pay that off as quick as you can. When you're dealing with 2% rates, I'm not saying it's not good to pay it off, but is it different? Is it easier to pay off different? Like I've had on this show before, the Smith Maneuver. Maybe it's better to create a tax-deductible mortgage. Instead of paying my house off, if my house is worth $600 and, you know, I owe only 100 so I'm going to race to pay that down. Okay, good. Ethically, good, of course. But what if I readvanced out of my house, invested that money, look at the opportunity I have because the investment market is going up. Of course, I still have many more years to interest. So time always helps, compound interest. Remember this from high school. So now I have $200,000 working for me. And in the biggest, biggest thing of all, in Canada, if you borrow to invest, I'm writing off all the interest. So if I'm paying interest of $18,000 on that $200,000, that's $18,000 my accountant can use for tax write-offs, which I need because I'm starting to get a higher T4. Like I said, we know the listeners on this show. We know here in London, we have good equity. We know a lot of people bought a house for three fifty, dollars and oh my gosh, my neighbor sold for five hundred and fifty. dollars now. We have equity. We have low interest rates. We have fantastic growing properties here. But folks, what are we going to do with it? Times have changed. You don't traditionally just run around looking for the lowest rate. I had a gentleman come in three weeks ago and he had a fantastic interest rate. It was a variable rate that isn't around anymore. So he puts it in front of me. He goes, look at this rate, 1.65. And he puts the piece of paper in front of me and he says, can you get that rate? And I says, well, no, they're not existing anymore, sir. This is a fantastic rate. And he goes, well, I'm not looking to break it. I'm actually looking for my son. I'm out looking for my son, looking for the lowest rate for him. I said, okay, well, no problem. I looked at the sheet, and it was a year-end mortgage statement. So, you know, that's how you look at how much you pay off per year and what your results are. And the gentleman owed about $167,000 in total. So, you know, not a big mortgage at all, but, you know, not zero either. So $167,000, not a bad size. But I turned the piece of paper and I said, well, what's this? And I pointed to a number on there that said 2165 $2,165. And, and he said, Well, what is that? And I said, That's your principal. No offense, sir. Who cares what your rate is? You're only paying off two grand a year. We all fight for the lowest rate, but again, I'm going to challenge you. What the heck are you doing with it? We have people walking out of this office paying $26,000 a year. Imagine paying $130,000 off in your mortgage in five years. We, this is what, this is the results we see end at a safety net because if life throws you that curveball somewhere in that five-year period we got to make sure you have a smart exit strategy so these are the things that we do here at mortgage teacher it doesn't matter what bank you deal with it doesn't matter what your plan is we adhere that and customize that around you now please don't hear it from me. I just want to sit here and teach you different ways to think outside the box on today's show. Look us up. Please do not miss out. We're doing a ton of contests and giveaways through our social media. So make sure to follow us on Instagram at Mortgage Teacher, LDN, London, of course, on Facebook. And please feel free to look us up. We're always having fun at mortgageteacher.com. Have a great Thanksgiving, folks. Enjoy, and we will see you around. Cheers.